Live from MoLite Studios in the heartland of America, it's your Monday morning jolt of hot photography tips with a frothy topping of the latest product news from Godox, MoLite, and more. Welcome to the Monday Morning Cup of Mo with your host, the man who put the Mo in MoLite, Michael Mowbray. Good morning and welcome to the Monday Morning Cup of Mo. I'm your host, Michael Mowbray. Each week I pour a cup of coffee and I explore a single topic related to professional photography. Thanks again for joining me. I have a question to start off this episode. What business are you in? You might say that you have a photography business. Or maybe you refine that to say that you create custom portrait art. Or you specialize in corporate headshots. Would it upset the apple cart if I told you that you really should be in the experience business? especially if you want to repeat customers or wish to grow through referrals. Now, why should you be in the experience business? Well, let me first ask you this. Are you in a highly competitive marketplace? I mean, it's kind of a trick question. Um, There are a lot of photographers in your area, I'm assuming, like a lot of photographers, like even your dentist is a photographer. Let me ask another question. Are there so many photographers that customers have a hard time telling the difference between photographers? Can the average customer find significant differences between, oh, let's say, Laura Jane photography and Laura Jean's portrait art, and art by Laura June, and Lorna J's portrait studio? (laughs) I guarantee I'm probably pissing somebody off here. I just pulled these out of the hat, so if if that's the name of your studio, I'm sorry. But you can kind of see my point. They all kind of sound the same, and I know I've heard studio names like that. You know, I have a lot of photography friends and acquaintances who are social media friends, and I often get them mixed up or confused because of all the similarities. So how can a customer, especially somebody new to purchasing professional photography, be able to tell the difference, especially if they all have similar styles? The answer is, well, they can't. I've even experienced where customers forget just what photographer they did book and have called me assuming that they booked me for a wedding when they've booked somebody else named Michael. You know, that can cause a brief panic attack for everyone involved. It's like, well, wait, wait, did I forget about a wedding? (laughs) No, no, actually, you know, you booked somebody else. So how can you stand out in a crowded marketplace? Well, one very effective strategy is to provide a memorable experience from top to bottom, from first contact through the session and final delivery and beyond. By beyond, I mean having a strategy to stay fresh in that customer's mind, making it easy for them to reach out to you for future needs. You know, maybe refer you to their friends and acquaintances and rave about you and your business in online reviews and on social media. So how do you create such an experience? Well, I'm going to give you a a few tips today, at least to get you started. First of all, I kind of touched on this already, make it easy to find you. That might be by having a name that stands out or an easy-to-remember website. But be careful. Roadkill Studios might stand out, but does it stand out in a good way? And again, I'm probably pissing somebody else off because there probably is a Roadkill Studio out there somewhere. And again, I apologize. Make sure that you have an easy-to-use website that provides the answers to the customer's needs, current examples of your work, and about you so they learn a little bit about you and what makes you different, clear identifications of the types of the photography that you do, 
and an easy way to contact and book you. I mean, it all sounds pretty simple, but I hit a lot of websites and they don't have this stuff. I hit websites where I can't tell where the photographer works out of, where they're from. I mean, come on, at least list the city that you're in somewhere because um, <laughs> if somebody hits your site, they don't even know if you're in Colorado or California or Florida. Don't put specializing in weddings, seniors, families, newborns, headshots, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, quinceaneras, events, and product photography. It's okay if you do all those things, but you really can't say that you specialize in 17 different types of photography now, can you? Now, if you do specialize in one or two main types, cool. But if you're a generalist, say you're a generalist. Can someone easily book a session or a consultation online, or do they need to call? I ask this because many people hate picking up the phone and calling nowadays, and I am one of them. If you want to do business with me, let me reach out online to ask questions or to book an appointment. I'll skip over to a competitor's website to check them out if you force me to call. Seriously, I've done that. That is, unless there's a very compelling reason to call, like your business is very highly recommended and in high demand, and all my friends go there. And your business has a high Google rating. And I just described a lot of top-end restaurants, didn't I? So there's maybe a business model to uh, take a look at, kind of of model yourself after. Because restaurants are all about the experience. Yeah, I mean, the food's got to be really good too, but the experience really takes it up to another notch. I make it easy for people to book online. Why? Because I don't want to answer the phone either. (laughs) For headshots, they simply click a link and pick the type of headshot appointment they want, peruse the calendar to pick a date and time, and then they book and pay online. All my headshots are prepaid. For seniors, I encourage booking in an online consultation so we can chat and talk about the different session options so we can match up the right option for them. And for more complex photography, like commercial photography quotes, I have a contact form that asks for some basic project parameters that the prospective client can submit, and then I reach out with a quote or questions. And of course, customers can also email me or call me from the website. I make it easy for them. For online scheduling, I use a service called Acuity Scheduling, which I found easy to use and very flexible. If you've got a PhotoBiz website, they have a scheduling feature through that. And that's actually something I'm going to check out as well because I do have several PhotoBiz websites. I just haven't had the time or the, I guess, really more the interest in trying to figure out how to do it. But I'm sure it's pretty easy. For Acuity, it's $14 per month for the basic plan. And I think for PhotoBiz, it's actually included in the monthly rate or the annual rate for your website. Once a customer is booked, they receive a confirmation email that confirms the appointment type, the date, and the time, and it contains information on what time they need to arrive, like five minutes ahead of time, not 15 minutes late, directions on where they need to go and where to park, and what the policy is if they need to reschedule. Appointment reminders are also sent ahead of the scheduled appointment. So, so far we've covered make it easy to find you, make it easy to book you, and make sure that they show up. Now, what about the day of the session? Do you have clear signage? Do you have a designated place for customers to park? Do you greet the customers at the entryway? Or if they have brought a lot of wardrobe and accessories, do you go out and greet them at their car and help them bring everything inside? 
do you have a high impact impression when they come into your studio? My studio is an addition that I built onto my home with its own dedicated entrance. When people walk into the space for the first time, they see a 15-foot vaulted ceiling and a two-story wall of windows. It's kind of impressive. Do you have light music playing in the background? Are there impressive samples of your work hanging on the wall? Is there a pleasant smell? I'm not joking. We need to engage all of the senses and control that experience. Maybe there's a lightly scented candle burning, or you have a wick air freshener. And I know some studios that bake chocolate chip cookies all day. Now, if I did that, I'd weigh 800 pounds, but, you know, it still smells good. Um, or they have candies out for, for people to snack on. For sales sessions before COVID, I would have M&Ms because those match my initials. I offer bottled water for any customer who comes in. Engage all of the senses, sight, sound, taste, smell, and touch. Do you have samples that the customer can touch and handle? This is very important if you want to sell albums and books. Now, some of you do not have studios and you meet customers on location. I, I, I get that. I understand that. Give some thought to how you can improve that particular experience. Can you take samples with you for the clients to see and touch? Do you have a cooler of water, especially on those hot days? Do you take a pop-up changing tent for the clients to use if they need to change clothing? During the session, do you keep it flowing smoothly? Do you know your craft well so you aren't nervously fidgeting and fighting with the gear? Do you provide clear and concise directions on posing? Do you keep the atmosphere light and fun? My goal is for the customer to feel like the session time just flew by. They want to keep going, as a matter of fact. After the session, do you clearly communicate what happens next? Even better, do you supply them with information on all of the steps in the process and how long each part takes? Do you hit your promised deadlines and delivery dates? If you run behind for one reason or another, do you reach out right away to communicate that delay to the customer? Customer experience problems usually, quite often, are tied to poor communication and poor understanding of how things work and how long things take. If you take great effort to explain all of these steps and outline how long things will take and what expectations should be, you're way ahead of the game. When you deliver wall art, prints, books, or albums, do you have nice packaging and a scheduled time for the customer to pick them up? Do you put wall art on easels and put a spotlight on them? What can you do to make a bigger impression when your customers pick up their orders? Now, I know that some of this got lost with COVID safety precautions, and during that time, I switched to drop shipping orders from the lab. But I also had my lab, ACI, use special packaging for any drop-shipped orders. Now that COVID has lessened, I give customers the option of a studio pickup or to have their orders drop-shipped, either one. It's good customer service. What do you do after everything is done and picked up or shipped? Do you send a thank-you note? Don't underestimate the power of a handwritten thank-you note. I often use sendoutcards.com. That's sendoutcards.com that will send a thank you note and a treat like a brownie or some cookies. Or I use an app like TouchNote to send a custom postcard featuring one of their favorite photos along with a thank you note. Anything just to stand out a little bit and say thank you. 
Do you follow up and request reviews or testimonials? I know that I suck at doing this because I'm actually a little introverted and a little shy, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Testimonials, especially a compelling video testimonial, can be a very effective way to share awesome experiences with potential customers. I just touched on a handful of tips today, hoping that they work as thought starters for what you can do in your business in order to create an amazing experience for your customers. Think of awesome customer experiences you have had. Is there anything that you can learn from that and apply to your business? Put yourself in your customer's Crocs. <laughs> Sorry, I still laugh at it. Uh, <laughs> do your customers wear Crocs? I don't know. Um, what would you like as part of your experience if you were the customer? Those are great places to start in building a better customer experience. Here's the latest news from Godox and Molite. Speaking of building a better customer experience, did you know that amazing customer service is the number one reason photographers purchase their lighting products from Molite? I just got this email this weekend. Kelly wrote, thank you so much. Multiple exclamation points. This has been an awesome experience. My socks are completely blown off. Thanks, Kelly. And if I had Molite branded socks, I would have a pair out in the mail to you right away. In Godox news, the Lux Senior Retro Camera Flash will be arriving at Molite shortly. This 1960s style flash packs today's Godox Flash technology into a cool retro look. Look for that in the Molite online store soon. Retail price will be just $119. Molite will also have the new Godox Scrim and Flag Kit arriving soon, available in two common sizes, 18 by 24 and 24 by 36. The Skim and Flag Kit is an essential part of any commercial photographer's toolkit and very handy for portrait photographers as well. The kit starts at $179 and will be available soon at www.gomolite.com. Thank you again for joining me for a Monday morning cup of mo. Please subscribe and follow the podcast using your favorite podcast app. Be sure to follow the podcast Facebook page as well. And join the Monday morning cup of mo podcast group where you can ask questions, suggest topics, and join the rest of the community as we grow this together. Till next time, happy flashing. Happy flashing.